said seagulls gonna come poke me in the coconut and they did and they did had me like <laughs> oh boy oh boy do you remember poke me in the coconut <laughs> i could be a backpack while you run <laughs> I'm going to have to link that video in this show notes for this episode. All right. And we are in the year 2017. Four years into this amazing whirlwind of a courtship. And boy, oh boy, do I have some memories for you. Where am I? Where am I? Back down memory lane, I see you standing there. That's that's all I know. I'm really proud of myself that I even knew that line. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to do my top three most memorable moments and hopefully get all of that good stuff out and then go through the rest of the, the little bits and the medium things that we filled our year with and shared our love for during the during 2017 year four for us um so 2017 finally brought our long awaited honeymoon oh my goodness we are just so much more financially stable and fluid than we were back in 2017 um today and (laughs) we went on that seven day road trip all the way to the East Coast, and we hit all of the stops that we wanted to. We first stopped in Washington, D.C. and visited some of my profiles. We ate at that delicious brunch spot, the mezzanine, where that was our first experience of having the unlimited brunch option where, you know, you just go and you pay like 30 bucks or something like that. And it's unlimited mimosas, unlimited orders of, of food. You just tell your waiter, your waitress what you want. And they just bring it to you just as as much as you want buffet style, but not out like getting all cold and germy and gross. It was delicious. It was delicious. We stayed at that hotel. That was the first time I think we had car sex in the in the garage, that parking garage. How fun. Oh, my God. Is that illegal to say? Am I going to go to jail? (laughs) Somebody going to like tackle me when I leave to walk Brody later on today? Who knows? Um, But. That was a good ass trip. We saw all of the monuments in DC. We went to the museums. We went and saw the Liberty Bell, the crack in the Liberty Bell. Oh my goodness. I feel like we are just history buffs and we get to nerd out with each other and tell fun facts and, you know, just share our knowledge and how we know it and why we know it and all that good stuff. We went to Philly and ate at that delicious ass hole in the wall complete hole in the wall restaurant that was so good I ate their coleslaw and I do not eat coleslaw I asked for two orders like oh that's the best coleslaw in the world and I really wish we would have wrote down the name to that restaurant because we need to go back we were so tired by the time we got to Philly that we slept they were like hey the neighborhood jumps there's a lesbian bar at like 11 o'clock, like, it's live, it's live. 
that's you know live it was back in the day when we were saying live instead of lit there with me using the lingo to 2017 but wow what a great trip like even though we fell asleep that that's totally fine I feel like personally I I had just locked my hair and so you know you go through that little bitty lock ugly phase <laughs> and so I wasn't feeling the best and we of course still had White Castles as a tradition that we were doing each and every year I believe that was like the third year of us doing it and we had brought in matching pajamas at that point like we were doing it big we were taking pictures we were making reservations online like people were getting turned away at the door at this point and White Castle was on Valentine's Day okay and then folks was mad really I can't just come in here and order no sir do you have a reservation do you no okay the maitre d will see you out thank you because we was exclusive honey we laughed we was up in that thing in matching pajamas shoot just call me a ban- banana and pajamas banana and pajamas but back to this back to this east coast road trip because we ended that road trip or that honeymoon road trip in new york city and that was the first time that we'd ever gone to New York City. We'd done a tour. We went to Max's Chocolate Factory. That food was so good. We went to that piano bar restaurant that they had just finished a show, like a theater show of some sort. And I was like, oh, man, we just missed it. But the food, oh, God, do you remember that food? It was so bad. It was so terrible. Oh, man, we stayed in that little bitty hotel across from the Waldorf Astoria. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Obviously, I'm not fancy enough yet to have the actual pronunciation down packed and, you know, natural sounding. But listen, don't you worry. We're not there yet. Okay. Yet being the operative word. (laughs) But it was so fun. This is the year that we were obsessed with playing phase TN2. I was working for Purdue Extension Marion County for part of this year. And then the rest of that year, who was I working for? Oh, wow. How interesting. Because I remember I moved on from IUPUI and went to Purdue Extension. And I might have just worked for them for the rest of 2017 into 2018. But I had freedom of time. That was my first time doing that. And you were working at AT AT&T as a business rep. And you basically, too, had freedom of time. So we would always go to Yolk in the morning for breakfast. And I would get the French toast. And you would get that, that sausage and biscuits things but you know he was trying all types of monstrosities back then he was making up stuff oh it just looked gross I didn't even want to be a part of the table that that food was being served on girl he was doing some weird stuff back then but we would go and in the morning time and that coffee oh that coffee was so good and we would be hyped up on caffeine and just living our best lives we were obsessed with playing phase 10 we brought phase 10 everywhere we went we were in that phase 10 tourney, which I believe I'm I'm winning. And if we're going to wrap that, that tournament up, we need to go ahead and wrap that up. I need to take that W. You need to go ahead and take your L, sis. Okay? Don't keep lying. Don't keep lying. We need to find that notebook. We need to find it. Because that was a good time. That was a good time. And it's like people that year kept coming up to us. I remember we were at um, the Cheesecake Factory. And we were sitting outside and... Girl, you know how I am. If it's the appetizer on the menu that I see, sis, I'm ordering it. Hold on to your wallet, okay? Because here I come. Here I come. Here I come. Uh-oh, here I come. Got my fork and my knife, honey. We done order all of the appetizers. I done order drinks. And there is this 
person, there's this human who looks as if they are transitioning their gender and they're sitting with their mom. And when I tell you we are just vibing and loving on each other and living our best lives that it doesn't even, it, we don't even notice that they're watching us, right? And so when they finally get up and they pay their check, you know, the mom's walking over and I'm looking like, Okay, and mom had the about to have to brace myself against Brenda because if I had to knock Brenda out, then oh, let's just hurry up and get it over with. Who knew that was gonna be a part of my day? But here we are, about to knock out life fight night. All right, but no, she was like, I just think it's really wonderful to be able to see you all out here. You know, just you look so happy. You look like you're so in love. You know, stay here, stay in this moment, keep this alive. You know, you. I feel like you give me hope for for my. And then she it looked like she was kind of battling between do she save my son or my daughter, and you know, I just I just let it linger because I I didn't know that that was the message that she was going to come over and and give. And so, I think we were both really taken aback. But I think 2017 that happened to us quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm looking at poke me in the coconut. <laughs> But I feel like because of the the activities that we were doing in 2017, we had a lot more visibility in the community. And so if people didn't recognize us, then they just enjoyed the vibe and the energy that that we gave off when we were together because we, you know, we just really enjoy each other's company. And I say all the time that this is fun. Like, this is a good time, you know. Life is amazing. It is what it should be. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that even when we're in moments of of tension and disagreement, it's like, I get that we're we're disagreeing, but I love you. You're my best friend. I we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. It's gonna be a solution. We're gonna work it out. It's it's gonna be fine. And it's okay for you to be upset with me. It's okay for me to be upset with you. Like that's just the name of the game. We're two people sharing a space, sharing a life together. So you know there's there's gonna be friction, there's gonna be road bumps and things like that. Um, another big thing from this year was <laughs> we moved into a house. We didn't purchase the house. We rented the house. Um, this was when we were on the Southeast side and I could finally celebrate Halloween, like give out candy. And that's such a big deal for me or was such a big deal for me because growing up, we we didn't have Halloween. We didn't celebrate Halloween. We didn't have costumes. We didn't really give out candy. We went to Hallelujah Night. And not to say that we were a super religious family or anything like that. It was just if my mom didn't have any plans and had time for it because she was um, always in school. My mom's got so many <laughs> degrees and certifications. And the woman's amazing. She literally has single handedly fueled my love for education and reading. So Whenever she was like busy with work or busy with school, it was like, you know, hallelujah, Jesus loves you. Sit your ass on that couch. Ain't nobody going nowhere. I'm going to the library to write this paper. I'm going to be downstairs typing this paper. Like, you know, so when I, so when we moved to this house and I was like, OMG, I am going to get to hand out candy. Oh, I was in there like so when we I had so much candy that first year. I had candy, I had chocolate, I had little bags of chips, I had little rice crispy treats. <laughs> I literally 
like had everything because I was so excited to be able to give out candy. And there were so many cute kids that came to the door and so many costumes. And you were like, babe, you are way too excited. You really have to calm down. Like you are going to scare these kids away. You're walking up to the door and you're like, oh my God, hi, hi, oh, who are you? And I am literally, I am that excited. Like I am probably screaming I'm decibels higher than what I should be because I'm just so excited it's like I'm an adult I'm in this house and I am handing out candy here you go and you can take two you know what take four I'm good for it let's go next year full-size candy bars baby I was all in okay absolutely loved it and also that same year uh the very next day I got my first kidney stone which was terrifying. And I'm saying first because there was a second one that was um, not as terrifying, but just as painful. Um, The first one was, it was a novelty. And so I didn't know what to think. I wasn't taking care of my body. We were very much so, you know, still patrons of White Castle, (laughs) obviously with our matching pajamas, who would give that up? Um, Yes, I belong here. I have a reservation. Thanks, Bob. Okay, check the maitre d'. They know me, <laughs> but we really needed to go through a, a major, major lifestyle shift. And in the the unsure moments of us not really knowing what was going on with me, it was really, really um, scary. And we had to learn how to communicate in in that in that area and with that that pressure and. I'll be the first to admit that I did not do a good job that first um, that first kidney stone because the pain of a kidney stone is crazy, man. It's crazy. And I'd I like to say that, you know, I pride myself on being somebody who could withstand, you know, a pretty a, a pretty good dose of, of pain and have a good natural pain tolerance built up to it. But that kidney stone was a whole different beast. It, like it started off like a slow cramping on my side and then it just really, you know, turned up on me and it took us so long to get on the same page to understand the the urgency and exigence of it all that I was tapped out. Anytime I'm sick, you know, I'm going into the direct conversations and communication and I'm a matter of fact and I just need some relief because this is really painful, you know, and you'd never seen me like that. I'd never been that sick before in that amount of pain. And I feel like you kind of like froze a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die here in this house. (laughs) This is it, Elizabeth. This is the big one. (laughs) But we finally make it to the hospital and they're running all of these tests and I'm throwing up and I'm ghost pooping and I'm little sprinkle peeing and it's just gross. And I feel literally awful and they're giving me pain medicines that aren't working because they don't know it's a kidney stone yet so they're like whatever pain you're in it should be fading away because we're giving you I think it was like morphine or something like that and I'm like this is just making me go to sleep and you know you being there to advocate on my behalf and to you know speak for me in that in that spousal authority was just like oh my goodness I can just focus on healing now you know now that we're in the hospital and I'm gonna just side note here because the healthcare system and hospital workers really need to get their shit together and I understand we're in the middle of COVID-19 
And I really hope that y'all bedside manner and practices in regards to queer black women and their health has really, really progressed because y'all must have ran 17 million different day on pregnancy tests on me. And I understand people coming there and they lie. But after the first five, where do you think you're going to find a baby? Well, uh, under my armpit, on my, on my elbow, like, really? Ma'am, is there any way you can be pregnant? No, ma'am, there is no way that I can be pregnant. That is my wife over there sitting there. And I understand you hear this quite often. I promise you, I am not pregnant. I have not cheated. I have no desire to have no baby by nobody no time soon. Okay. 17 million pregnancy tests later. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. You have kidney, you have kidney stones. You're 23 and you've got kidney stones. Bitch, don't shame me. Oh, and that medicine that I've been giving you, that morphine, that doesn't help with kidney stones. I'm going to give you the right medicine right now. Oh, are you, Becky? Well, uh, fuck you too. Thank you for letting me sit in pain for another three hours in a goddamn hospital because you thought I was pregnant 17 different ways from fucking Tuesday. Ugh. All right, tangent over. Moral of the story, thank you for taking care of me and advocating for me while I was in that very, very scary um space uh, with my health and thank you for supporting my journey of really just cold turkey cutting out all the bs all the bullshit things that we were eating uh the white castle slowed up a, a lot a lot i immediately stopped eating fast food started drinking a lot of water um what i noticed is anytime i went on an excessively long um sprint of well not sprint but an excessively long period of time of consistently drinking, then the kidney stones, they, they came. And like I said, I, I've had kidney stones twice. And the second time you were more like, okay, you're not about to treat me bad. And I'm still like, I'm not trying to treat you bad, but this pain, girl, you don't understand. <laughs> and again, if after the first time I would have, you know, paid a little bit more attention to my diet and, and my lifestyle, as opposed to just cold turkey, cutting everything off, I think I would have gotten to that, that, cause of the kidney stones a little bit quicker because after that second time oh honey no 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 it has been years years in between because I am not playing any games um and I thank you for going along with me on this health journey I know I'm constantly telling you in our journals to eat and I'm reminding you to eat and reminding you to drink water which is so funny that I would be the sickly one to get a dank on kidney stone but I am very grateful that you were like, okay, I'll eat quinoa. All right. I'll eat ground turkey. No more ground beef. Okay. All right. You didn't complain about any of that stuff. We were eating brown rice for a really, really long time until I understood that white rice can be just as healthy and there are different varieties and different methods of cooking. So, you know, I think uh, stuff like that, that, that sounds little or feels little when you say it out loud really isn't because it's those daily habits and those daily agreements to respect those habits and to, you know, help reinforce those habits that make your life with your spouse so much easier, so much better. And that's probably why married people live longer because you got somebody that's like, hey, that was some scary ass shit. Let's not do that anymore. Like, you know, let's fucking drink water all day. Let's bang some watermelon together. Like, you know, we ain't got to do no beer pong. We ain't got to do none of that shot, shot, shots. Like, all right, I'll take a shot with you. Let it be a shot of, you know, cucumber. Um, oh, Look at me. <laughs> Giving away all my secrets for free. But, you know, cucumber ginger shots with some turmeric in it or some lime. Like, you know, 
it's a different type of support that I that I respect um, and admire. And the last big thing, because I feel like I already talked about road trips and how they were a thing because we did that cross-country road trip to the East Coast. Whoop, whoop. So fun. Um, karaoke. Karaoke came into our lives in a major, major way, like a baller-ass way. Um, you got your first idea for a karaoke show this year, and it was karaoke for the Nanas in 2000s. And I forget what that club was called downtown icon, maybe, but we would have these epic karaoke nights. Um, <laughs> and I would be singing Nicki Minaj bees in the trap, like so many just different karaoke songs than my current karaoke roster, which is so funny. Um, but with the the genre of songs that you picked, it was like you were in your element and you were like, this was my idea. I said I wanted to do karaoke. I said I wanted to make this amount each week. Like I'm doing that. Like I'm, I'm man- manifesting generator. You know, you, you're doing the things you've created it and, and you're seeing it through to fruition to fruition. Oh, that was hard to say. I can't say Fruit Loops just like my mama can't say Fruit Loops. Oh, that's another inside joke. We have so many inside jokes. I just, I love it here. Absolutely love it here. Um, I'm trying to see what else. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the epic surprise? I mean, I feel like I have always had a flair for the dramatic, but 2017 was the first time that I think I really, really pulled out the stops with the surprises so yeah okay Uh, top four I guess maybe okay I'm just excited because these surprises were really great in 2017 so the first surprise I believe was the adult gay prom I we uh, our high school stories are just so different and you are always like oh my god your high school stories they just make me so sad I was so popular I was Miss Congeniality I was prom coming queen like girl uh why are you so fucking perfect everybody just just always fucking loved you I was a dork my sister used to call me the ugly duckling who turned into the beautiful swan because I had braces and glasses and frizzy hair at the same time like oh my gosh I was a theater geek <laughs> I was on the basketball team but we never won a game <laughs> life was just oh I was just coasting okay coasting though I did absolutely love theater and I think it's it's my love of the the drama the laughter yes just like Norma Jean Mm -hmm. but um so I ask you to prom and your favorite Disney movie is Beauty and the Beast and I bought the rose and I got the idea because I saw the rose on Amazon. I'm just like scrolling one day and I was like, oh my God, I believe I had already had the tickets because at first it was just a regular adult prom in Indianapolis. And one of my profites had had given me the tickets because she was on the, the planning committee and was uh, an event um, host hostess of it. Wow, I must really need to stop recording because I am all over the place with these words. But (laughs) I purchased the tickets from her. And then a couple weeks later, she was like, hey, it turns out it's not going to happen. Like, meet me to get your money back. And I was like, oh, my God, I am fucking bummed. Because at this point, I've seen this 
the the beauty and the beast roles on amazon and i'm like oh my god i can ask her to prom <gasps> it can be a surprise i can get her a whole outfit i can book a hotel i can drive us down there oh my god this is great and so uh i jumped the gun a little bit because once i got my money back from my profile i found another prom that was an lgbt prom in um was that louisville yes Yes, it was Louisville, and we stayed at the Galt House Hotel, G-A-L-T, on the river, and I do this surprise, and I'm planning this surprise for at least like a month, a month and a half. Um, On Amazon, I'm looking at suit jackets, I'm looking at shoes, I'm looking at pants. I actually go and have you measured in your you're you're blindfolded the whole time so that you can't see what the outfit looks like. You can only feel what it looks like and that it's just a little too big or a little too, you know, something here or there. And so <laughs> on the day of, I'm of course super fucking late because my makeup took longer than expected because I got there later than expected. And so the whole day, people are waiting at our apartment because I'm like, I want to do this big. This, yeah, we want a, a prom send off. Like, come, I had a photographer come and take pictures. And I get there and I, you, you were one of this gold chain. You're so obsessed with gold chains in 2017. Oh my gosh. So I get you this gold chain and I want to say it was like a little rinky dink one from Amazon, like not too rinky dinky, but uh, pretty rinky dinky. Um, you know, after working at a actual jewelry store, <laughs> I can say rinky dinky with a pretty good uh, estimate of, of how much it would have cost. But I put this chain around the around the rose, the Beauty and the Beast rose, and it has lights on the inside. It's got the dome on it, and it's a battery-operated little um, light system, and so it, it just sparkles on its own. It's beautiful. The photographer gets there, and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm running late. I need to just hurry up and change, and she's like, listen, don't worry. This is beautiful. I got y'all. What is her name? Is it Jasmine? Oh my goodness. She was awesome. I don't remember. I re- I do think she used to work with um Beyond. No, that's Ty. Oh wow. Oh, she was an awesome photographer. I hope she's still doing it. But I finally get you to the courtyard of our apartment and <laughs> Oh wow. We were still down at the lofts on Harding Street, finally get you to the courtyard and I have this car and it says, will you be my prom date? And you're like, what? Oh my God. The pictures turned out beautifully. You were so surprised. Your smile was so big. I was like, this girl about to split her damn face in half. She's smiling so hard. (laughs) And I had packed a bag secretly because I made a weekend of it. I wanted to take you to the seafood lady. I wanted us to visit a museum if we could down in Louisville. And so we go. And it's about an hour and a half drive. And <laughs> we get there and I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody dressed the way they were dressed. You know how you pull up to an event and you see people outside and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I belong here. I fit the attire. I fit the scene, you know, the vibe. We pull up and it ain't nobody there. And then. All of a sudden, there is a horde of old people dressed up to the nines like they're going to prom. And I say, oh, my God, 
Now, mind y'all, I done bought this ticket just off of sheer. This has got to be meant to be. This prom cancel, and now this one is on the same weekend, and it's LGBT when it's in Louisville. We can do that. So I am just like, how serendipitous. When I saw all those old people <laughs> get off that bus, I said, oh, my God, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> remember I asked you I said can you just pull over and park I no no I was driving because it was a surprise right (laughs) I pull over and I park and I'm like listen just give me a second let me scroll on Facebook because (laughs) my heart I just my anxiety is through the roof I think I'm gonna have a panic attack if this is an old people prom and there's nothing against old people I love old people says your people I send gifts to my grandparents each month like I know September 12th is Grandparents Day. Like, I am not an old homo- homophobic person. Oh, my goodness. I'm not an old person, that a person that hates old people or has anything against older, older seasoned people. I just, I, I, my brain, y'all, it could not wrap around this possibly being uh, an elderly shindig, okay? And so <laughs> I'm like, I need to just scroll on Facebook. You say, okay, listen, you need to figure out what the hell we doing and where we supposed to be going. And lo and behold, the location had changed. This was a very, very ghetto, ghetto uh, prom. And we got the new location, drove over there, and we were just hell-bent on having a good-ass time. We went to Waffle House. That shit was fire. And it was like, we was at that prom. We got so drunk. We were dancing the whole night and it was so fun because nobody knew us. We were from Indiana and it was like we were anonymous and we can be whoever we wanted to be. If we wanted to be super PDA and all over each other, we could because who in the hell was going to say something? Who knew us to say something to even get back to where we was from? You know, it was just we could do whatever, not whatever, but I mean, you know, we could do whatever. And so we had a great time. We went outside. It felt so good outside. The breeze was great. And we were just just falling in love every second, just tripping all over. It was great. We ran all those toes <laughs> because we were, you know, under the influence just a bit. And we kept going back and forth on that bridge. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to have to pay like $200 in toll road fees and miss tickets. <laughs> because we keep going back and forth over this damn center on this bridge but we finally found the waffle house and it was so perfect because it was cold in there and it it started to get cold outside and as we were getting out of the car you were like are you cold like here take my jacket i'm like oh my god this is just like prom for real you drunk you go to waffle house you're wearing your prom dates jacket (laughs) i mean like how freaking cute is that i was I was so happy I could have cried. Oh, my God. Oh, and then we went back to that hotel, and we usually are not, or we we usually weren't people who could, like, have sex in, hotels or room, in hotel rooms. I don't know if it was just we like the familiarity and comfort of our home, but we had sex in that hotel that night on that little ledge by that window. Oh, that was wonderful. Beautiful. Overlooking the water. Like I said, if y'all don't know the Galt House, Galt House Hotel, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful hotel, and they have delicious restaurants on the inside of it. Louisville is just a really great city to to escape to, and that it kind of became our city to escape to when we were in Indy. 
we went down there for uh, a couple more trips because we went to play the the LGBT club that's down there and play is so fun. Oh my God. We celebrated New Year's Eve there one year. That was great. Like, I feel like that, that prom really allowed us to, to see how fun traveling as a couple could be because before then it was like, we had little glimpses of it, like back in Detroit, when we went to the burger bra, had a little bit of glimpse of like, Oh my God, we really are having fun with each other. Like, I don't know why I feel like sometimes it's, you can sense couples that are like faking it. Like, Oh man, I wish I was on a girl's trip instead of a couple's trip. But with us is it just, it's always like friendship. Like you're my best friend. And I also get to have sex with you, which is great. But <laughs> Louisville just, Louisville just turns us up, turns us to, turns us into different people. And even then, baby, we ate white castle. Oh my God. We are obsessed. That year, I believe they came out with the sloppy Joe sliders and they were testing it in Louisville. And we were like, this is new. This is weird. Is Louisville a test city for White Castle? And apparently it is because by the time we got back to Indianapolis, those sliders didn't reach us for another couple of months or another couple of weeks or something like that. And we were like, oh my God, y'all, they're here. We tried them. They're so great. But all of that started in, in Louisville and, and me asking you to that prom and just stealing away for the weekend. I think that's when I really, really got the surprise bug, you know, put into me that I could pull off something, you know, like that. Because <laughs> we went to the seafood lady after that. I had us matching outfits from Old Navy. We were cute, girl. We were cute. Uh, what was the next surprise? Oh, your birthday. I think you were turning 30 right? Oh, wow. Maybe you weren't, maybe you were turning like 28 or something like that. Why would I age you? <laughs> Why would I age you so much? I think you turned 32 years later. It had to be, but I had rolled all of these joints and all of these blunts for you on that birthday. And I had forties and we had Patron and like crown apple. I think we were into then. And I invited literally just a few friends. I think it was like Lewis and Tim and Davey, like, you know, our core group back then. And we had such a good time. We were smoking in sessions and laughing and sharing stories and asking questions to each other and just really just friending, just friending all on each other, singing Beyonce. We were doing all types of lip singing and interpretive dancing. And it was great. And if I am remembering correctly, I believe we had White Castle. I believe I went and bought a crepe case. Yep. I believe I went and brought a crepe case for that, for that birthday celebration. But I had learned how to roll a, a cross blunt. I had that really big cigar blunt. Like, wow, we were really, truly living the life. <laughs> we were truly living the life, drinking out of our 40s. Bodie shouting. Mm -hmm. We felt baller. Oh my God. Like the time we went, the first time we went to the boiling, love seafood. Oh my God. I love a good crab boil or a shrimp boil or shoot all of it together. But that first time we went to the boiling, it was like nobody knew about it. It was like it was our little secret and it felt so baller, like VIP. Nobody was in there and they were just like, hey, we'd like you to sample this. 
yeah, this is on us. Yeah, just try it. Tell us what you think. And we had ate all that food and we were so stuffed, like so stuffed. And we went back there, oh my goodness, so often. We brought my dad there. And I want to say he had shrimp, um, not shrimp for the first time, sushi for the first time. But I definitely think that might have been his first boil. But we just shared so many memories in the boiling. We saw my profile in there. We were drinking that. Um, oh, my gosh. What's that stuff that she drank in Girls Trip? And she put in a drink and it was all so drunk. Tiffany Haddish, booty hose. <laughs> you knew I was going to say it. Yeah, booty hoes. <laughs> oh my gosh, we loved that movie. What is that called? It's that spirit absinthe. They had two different um, absinths. I don't know how to make that plural. <laughs> but they had two different kinds and we tasted it and it was, oh my God, it was so awful. It tasted just like rubbing alcohol. It was so minty. I was like, Melissa, I cannot drink this. And she, true OG, sweet 16. She was like, I'll take it. And I was like, oh, my God, girl, you are truly a thug. And she took that shot like a G, and we went about our way and told her and her nice family, y'all have a beautiful evening. And good luck with taming this wild beast when that uh, absinthe kicks in in 30 minutes. Because, <laughs> honey, when I tell you we were tore up, we were tore up. We were tore up, but that was the life. We were living downtown Indy. So everything that we wanted to do, except for Broad Ripple, was in like a, you know, five to eight minute drive. It was, whew, we were, we were living. It's so many different parts of our journey that I'm now recognizing really prepared us to live in, in L.A. today that I'm just so, so thankful for. Um, <laughs> I'm also thankful for different, different ways that we began to to work together because we were still working through do we're married stuff uh, we were planning events I believe out in Indy having in 2017 and our partner yoga and stuff like that oh my god or was that 2018 I think that was 2018 oh got some goodies coming up for uh, our next episode episode five year five 2018 um but as far as 2017 we enrolled in bartending school together and got to see the uh, student side of each other. And now when I tell you, I just feel so sorry for Nisha. I just know she has the, the patience of a saint to be your ship and to be online with you. Because, girl, I took all of your tests. You didn't take no notes. You copied all of my notes. <laughs> It is a miracle that you even made it through <laughs> that part of the school. Do you remember you had... You were working at AT&T, you were a business rep at the time, and I'm not sure what you were doing on Thursdays, but you were never able to make it to class, or was it Tuesdays? It was one of those T-days. You weren't able to make it to class, so instead of doing it the way that it's supposed to be, you know, two days a week for X amount of weeks, you only did it one day a week for the same amount of weeks, and they let you graduate with us um, under the, the guise, the notion that I was helping you learn at home you know and I would try you remember I made those flashcards not well they were flashcards but also the build a drink cards I had the half a ounces or really all of the ounces one half an ounce one ounce 
and you piece it together to make the drink. And I had all of the different liquors and the mixers and the speed well order and drink recipes and the different mnemonic devices we use to remember the recipes. And, you know, I'm like really trying. I'm going for the gold. I'm all but putting all this shit in a PowerPoint presentation and presenting it to your ass. And you don't even use them. And I said, oh, my God. Will she ever pass? Who knows? I mean, she doesn't study. And girl, you went up in there and mixed up them drinks you was doing your hand all wibbly wobbly deeply do. I said, oh my gosh, she know what she doing. Okay, hands. And you cute. It was so fun. It was so fun because even, <laughs> even with us having the same experience, we were having two different experiences because I think I missed school at that point and I missed learning something. And so bartender school really, really feels that that educational or the academic void for me at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, we can make money with this. And this is something that we can do together because you're also gigging really, really hard at this point. I believe you are working with Wes at event one. You were still a um, business rep for AT&T. Like you were still DJing your own events. It was a lot. And then you're like, yes, the bartending school. And I'm like, girl, you want to bartend too? But we did, and we had so much fun, and we got to bartend together in that first year. Oh, my goodness, on that last day, on, on race day, you remember I got so sick, and you were like, let's just go home. If they don't call our name in the next two minutes, then we're just going to go home so you can go to sleep. And they called our name, and we had that lemonade vodka stand for um, Fuzzies. Was it Fuzzies? Yeah, Fuzzies Vodka. And we were the highest selling lemonade stand of the park or of the race day. And I was like, it was all my marketing because I don't like to count money. And you were like, girl, I will count money every day, all day. So we were a great team. I was like the, the muscle, the laborer, and I'm squeezing lemons in there. But first, you know, I got to cut them up. So I'm getting my technique and I'm cutting them. I'm cutting those lemons in half and I'm putting them over in the bucket, cutting them put them over in a bucket. I'm like a machine. I'm well oiled. I'm fluid. It's like I'm pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, lock, and drop it. But it's slice, cut, and drop it. Slice, cut, and drop it. That's that's what was going on in my head as as I was being the lemonade vodka woman. And then came the ultimate idea for marketing. A slogan. And maybe an accent for dramatic flair. And so what do I start screaming? Because you thought I wasn't lemonade vodka. Come and get your lemonade vodka here. The best lemonade vodka in the world. You'll find no more lemon vodka. More better than the one that you find here at my stand. Come one, come all, come get your lemonade vodka. Um, which, you know, I don't know if that's offensive and I apologize if it is to all of the um lovely humans listening here. You know, just a silly, silly girl trying to make her wife laugh and trying to keep my spirits up and get people to come and just talk to us. And we had so many tips. I want to say we made like 3000 something dollars that weekend or that week. Um, and they gave us that bottle of fuzzies for free because we did so good. It was like, we were a great team and everything and everybody was like in agreement and alignment of, yeah, they're kind of just always in sync, just boop, 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 bobbing on along. And I guess that's true. And 
I feel like every episode I try to do a good job of of balancing out like, hey, we were also growing in this way. Like we had arguments during year four, like, you know, it was it was some times where I was like, I'm packing my bag. I'm going back then. I was always threatening divorce as if that was something that I was actually going to go through with. And I also think that was the year that I said, I have to stop doing that because I'm putting that energy out there in the world. And if at any moment you do decide that you're going to take me for my word value and you're going to be like, no, you said you wanted a divorce. And so I'm going to give you just that. If ever you decided to be prideful, I would have been one hurt and lost puppy. Oh boy, oh boy. So, you know, just ever, ever grateful for that. And (laughs) I keep looking at poke me in the coconut ever grateful to that and all of the other new activities that we started to do in in 2017 because <laughs> we went boating for the first time in 2017 with your coworkers and we were on Geist and I was like this is how the other side is living like oh wow and th- there's no captain you know captain of the ship you just want me to let this white boy drive me into the ocean Okay, I understand it in the ocean is a reservoir, but I can't swim. Can you? You know, again, I can't swim yet. It's we done fast forward in two, three years, sis. Still can't swim. You got me out here on the boat. All these white folk. Again, don't mean to be offensive. However, can y'all swim? Y'all save people. Y'all see Life God? Y'all know that movie Baywatch I'm talking about? <laughs> so naturally I stay on the boat and I read because, you know, that's what I'm built to do. But you are having the time of your life. And I always say that I admire your your ability to find community wherever you go. It's like you start these jobs and you convince them to let you do exactly what it is that you want to do. And people love you for it. And I'd be like, hey, I'm India. Yep, I'm Teresa's wife. It's like it's the, the best thing that I can say. It lights me up every time because you wish you was Teresa's wife, bitch. <laughs> And I shouldn't say that because I feel like when we first um, started dating, there was a lot of, oh, you're India. Mm, this tree's girlfriend. And I'm like, mm-hmm, now I'm her wife. <laughs> Just as petty as ever, honey. But yeah, I'm always, oh, I've always been proud to be, to be your partner, to be your girlfriend, to be your fiance, to be your wife. <laughs> you're just, oh, you're, you're, you're. Uh, I, I I can't describe it. You're uh, you're you. You are you, and having experiences with you that feel like the life that I know we're gonna live. It just keeps me motivated to keep on going and to keep trying and to keep self discovering and you know developing into the best version of me so that I can really come to the table the way that I want to come to the table in our relationship because boating became a really big part of our life after 2017 too. And it was kind of like, I never knew that I could even get on a boat. And that sounds silly to say, but not to say I didn't see it growing up, but it was so far and few between. It was like, you really have to be of a certain social stature to be able to be on a boat regularly and since then we go on boats regularly and it it feels like a privilege to be able to bring people into the into the know of hey did you know this was over here like you can rent this boat it's a pontoon it ain't number like 200 bucks 200 300 bucks and you got it for the whole day 
You can bring your snacks. You can bring your bag. You can bring your kids, floaties, alcohol, all the things, you know, and fucking boat party. You can you can life out here. It's black people out here on the water. I may not be able to swim, but my wife will save me. I, I grab a life jacket, a life raft, a life boat, but I'm out here. You know, you you help me to be a little bit of fearless and a little bit of be afraid and be okay with being afraid and still do it anyway. Like, <laughs> I know you always say that you're not going to go skydiving with me and I'll see. We'll see how you feel when I'm falling out of a plane by myself. And you're going to be like, oh, I want to be by you when you're falling. But <laughs> I think we both feed into each other's. <laughs> I want to say adventure, but I think it's more we feed into each other's spontaneity. Like, wow, what? We going on a boat? Why wouldn't you tell me we was going on a boat? Oh, wow, we're going to a prom? Why wouldn't you tell me we was going to a prom? Oh, wow, you wrote all these blunts? Oh, wow, my favorite people are here. Like, you know, it's a, it's a whole to do. <laughs> It's a whole to do, and I think we do a really good job of feeding adventure back into each other and feeding in that surprise wow factor and the spontaneity of it all. So, yeah, also looking at this um, <laughs> list of songs for 2017, oh, you are going to absolutely love this playlist, and so am I. And with that being said, that's enough for today. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for the next year on the list, which is 2018. We do a lot of things in 2018, if you know what I mean. Before turning to kiss me with the passion and ferocity of the goddess of love, Venus herself. Don't forget to check out this dope ass playlist I curated for today's episode. Because you are so so worthy of this and so much more my dear Anitra's Elizabeth thank you for loving me and thank you for allowing me to love you in return you are my favorite now kiss me woman god damn it I deserve it <laughs>